Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another week of the NBA Slate Starter Podcast. I'm Eric, joined with my buddy Ryan as we break down Monday's eight-game NBA DFS slate. Uh, I don't really know what's going on right now with this slate. I mean, I, everything has been pretty good. I need Wancho Hernan Gomez, of all people on planet Earth, who ended up be, like getting up to 13% ownership in the $20 on, on DK. I feel like I'm part of that, but uh, I need him to start going a little bit here. But otherwise, Jared Vanderbilt, absolute smash. Uh, little Timberwolves Valley to emerge late. Rinpak, how's it going for you? Going all right. Uh, unfortunately, Dame Dawes is playing like Dame Penny, and Cat is playing like a kitten. So... We got some uh, rough, rough start for the first half of the in the studs in that game, but hopefully they turn it up, turn it up in the second half. How long did it take for you to come up with that? I don't know, five seconds. God, that was so good. I'm jealous. I'm not as cool as you. It's just kind of what it is. I think YouTube agrees with me. Uh, you ready to get going already? Yeah, let's ride. Yeah, let's ride. We got Nate Gamer here. Before we get going, hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. Big time subscribe button. And hit the notification bell so you know And this and all the other content here at Osmo is going live. Let's go to the top end. We got point guard. We've got James Harden. Uh, one thing about this slate, it's an eight gamer. You have two games at four uh, out here on the West Coast. I'll, I'll say it Eastern time like a normal person for you guys. 7 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, two games locking. Washington and Sacramento involved in both of those. That's pretty crazy that we're going to get those uh, as the early games for for early bits of news. I, at least I find that fascinating. Uh, and then you're going across. You have an eight o'clock lock for two games. Then you have a six o'clock lock for two games. And then a seven and seven thirty. Uh, God, I just switched it back to Pacific time again. I don't care. Uh, we, th- you know what I'm getting at. It's a staggered start. Two games, two games, two games, and then two late night hammers. Uh, kind of like the ideal slate, in my opinion. Eight gamer, not too many. Uh, it's just it it sets up phenomenally well. Anywho, to the positions. Point guard James Harden, eleven thousand up against New York. As slow of a matchup as he's going to get in a lot of situations, I don't really know if it matters when he's putting up 64 while going 0 for 6 from 3 like he did last game. Uh, Another triple-double, 10 assists. That assist rate is just out of this world. Kyrie Irving has really just allowed him to be point guard. He's always going to be a viable spend-up option as long as he's under 12K. Uh, Luka Doncic, 10,600 up against the Clippers team. Pretty good defensively, but it's Luka Doncic. And then Russell Westbrook, another viable pay-up at point guard. Uh, up against Milwaukee, it's going to be a crazy total. Uh, I hate locking up spots early, but man, I'm going to probably get to Russ quite a bit tomorrow. Talk to me about the top end of point guard. 
Yeah, we got um, quite a bit of um, studs in this match. We got Harden, Luca, LeBron, Russ, Steph, all on the point guard range over there in DraftKings, and all coming in at the five K price range. And we haven't seen all those guys priced on the same day. North, of, I mean, on the five five figure price range. Pardon me, there, uh, all above ten K. So that's a, a quite a bit to pay up for those guys. And in terms of uh, uh, matchup and all things put together, I like going to LeBron at ten three. I think that's a pretty nice uh, price tag. I know people might shy away looking at his box score, but against Golden State, keep in mind, there was a matchup where he put up 41 fantasy points in 24 minutes of play where they blew out Golden State. Golden State is on a back-to-back, but I like going to LeBron at that 10-3 price tag. It's a nice savings off of Harden and Luka. Don't don't get me wrong, Harden and Luka are great spend-up options as well. Both of those guys have a massive ceiling, but I think LeBron might get overlooked. Uh, over there on FanDuel, uh, point guard studs, right? we got Luca, Russ, Steph Curry, Kyrie. Uh, Bradley Beal is supposed to be back tomorrow. So I think that's good enough reason to kind of hop off Russ. But we just saw what Russ did the other night against the same Milwaukee team. Uh, but if his ownership is going to be high, just keep in mind that Bradley Beal is back. And that's a significant amount of usage that Russ will have to hand over to Beal. And uh, probably a smart decision on, him, on his half to do. We'll see if he actually does it. But Steph Curry at 9,400, he's matchup proof. He came off a uh, 51 fantasy point performance uh, earlier this afternoon against Utah. So I like going to that. And uh, we're seeing De'Aaron Fox and LaMelo Ball. Uh, they'll be facing off each other. And for those who game stack and like the game stack, and that's going to be a very unique uh, point guard roster build. As those guys have been, now I want to say, appropriately priced now. 42, 12, and 10 for Russ. I mean, just what a stud. I know. Uh, from from that Saturday game. I mean, that was just kind of incredible how good he is playing again. Uh, I like seeing him starting to trend up here again. 10-5 is a big number, but I'm going to get there a lot. Yeah, getting down to this mid-range is kind of an interesting spot to, to talk about a couple of things. On an eight-gamer, there's going to definitely be spots where we have to save money. Point guard generally, uh, when it's as stacked as this, isn't isn't going to be one of them. But DeLon Wright, up against San Antonio, uh, played 31 minutes. I think as long as those minutes start trending up again here, he's somebody that we can kind of start looking to there. Uh, Dante DiVincenzo had the blow-up game there. Uh, well, blow-up by his standards, 34.75. I thought it was even a little bit better than that against... Uh, against the Wizards the other night. But now, uh, going back to this exact same matchup, we kind of know what to look at. Might be a little bit too popular there at 5,100 on DraftKings, um, but I, I doubt it. I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see what that ownership comes in at. And then getting to this bottom end, it's just kind of gross down here. I'm not looking to punt anytime soon. Corey Joseph saw a, st- a stark decline from 34 down to 18 minutes against Atlanta. So he's kind of now out of play. He was one guy that I was maybe going to take some shots on. Uh, Saban Lee isn't playing enough minutes to be viable anymore. He's kind of off the board. Uh, Facundo Campazzo played 27 minutes and did nothing with them at 3,500 with Monty Morris out. Uh, Monty Morris is going to be out again. Uh, he's already been ruled out i i don't know if he'll end up being popular at all do you have any interest in any of these other uh pieces from denver down at the bottom end at point guard or anybody else uh yeah the, with the new situation i'll have interest in jamal murray uh who's our cover boy i believe on the slate starter today so i like going to uh if you believe in the cover boy narrative on the slate starter jamal murray versus indiana he's been disappointed the last couple of times now, but i expect him to bounce back and it's a depressed uh lowered price tag 7300 uh, at on FanDuel will be unique. I think taking some chances over there with Jamal makes uh, quite a bit of sense. 7,900 on DK is fine, but uh, I think it's uh, finding the extra 100 to go up to John Morant or uh, spending down to Chris Paul makes more sense over there. 
And uh, I think uh, other guys in the mid-tier that need to be considered, DeLon Wright, I expect to still play north of 30 minutes with no Dennis Smith, who's in health and safety protocols. 5,700 and 5,600 uh, on FanDuel and DraftKings, respectively, uh, is another solid option, in my opinion. Yep, I'd, I'd recommended him there, so I feel good about that. I like getting the, the stamp of approval from Red Pack. But yeah, no, the uh, Slate Starter cover, the exact opposite of the Madden cover. That's good to know. Uh, we, we give the people the boost ahead. Uh, top end of shooting guard over on FanDuel. Uh, you're looking at James Harden up at, up at 11-3 there. That'll be a tougher, I, like he's kind of been a de facto play, like plug and play for me at that position. Against New York, maybe a little bit of pushback. We'll see kind of how that all pans out. Uh, Bradley Beal, same fast-paced Milwaukee matchup, 9,800. DeMar DeRozan, he's questionable right now, uh, 9,600. He's already been – he got ruled out for Sunday. I, I think he'll be back, uh, 8,600. I'm probably going to play him at that spot there again. And then Paul George is just too cheap again. Him and Devin Booker, 7,900 and 7,500. FanDuel hates us. Talk to me about the top of the shooting guard. Yeah, top of the shooting guard, DeMar is in. I, I, I definitely have some interest. Paul George is 7,900 versus this Dallas team. It is a back-to-back for the Clippers team. Uh, I know the Clippers have not been kind to us with news of late, but that new situation will be a massive, massive thing to the slate. And uh, I know we've been disappointing in the past with both Paul and Kawhi in back-to-back games. We'll see what ends up happening uh, tomorrow. So just monitor that situation. Paying up for Harden and Beal make a ton of sense, obviously. But I like spending down if Paul George were to be in. I like going to Paul George for sure. Devin Booker uh, against his Phoenix matchup, I like going to him as well. I think he makes for a fine option um, as well. I think he can definitely do do his own against that uh, Memphis defense. Karis LeVert is only 4,100. He played 27 minutes, took 14 shots. I think Karis LeVert is a fine uh, value option, probably one of the better value options on the slate. Over, uh, over there in DK on the shooting guard position, and paying up top, you got Kyrie who has shooting guard eligibility. Versus the Knicks, I like going to Kyrie anytime on the slate. His ownership's been coming in kind of low, and uh, we know what his upside can be. We saw it two games ago, and you, why not against this Knicks team? I'm not too uh, – Kyrie's matchup proof, so I'm not too worried. Uh, Chris Middleton versus Washington. Uh, uh, the later half of that statement versus Washington. Always anyone pretty much versus Washington for me will have to be considered in play, and why not Chris Middleton? And other guys on the, in the value range that go spending all the way down. I think not all the way down. And the, uh, there's still no Derek Rose. So Emmanuel quickly uh, showed out, got the north of 30 minutes. And he uh, kind of proved that he kind of belongs uh, to play a lot more minutes. Only Tibbs gives him those minutes. At 5,600 versus the Brooklyn defense, I think quickly can get his own for sure. In that same price range, you got Josh Jackson and Derek White as well, who should be considered as uh, fine value options in my opinion. I just saw a random news alert earlier today that Austin Rivers, who has been out of the rotation for a while, is back from some personal issue. I just, Tibbs, I mean, this would be the spot. Like, I didn't even get a chance to play quickly. Go ahead. Austin Rivers had a kid. So if you believe in baby narratives, uh, sign him up. That's so much worse. So he might actually play and might actually ding up quickly's minutes when he's finally a good play on a full slate. That would just be our luck with that guy. Uh, I just, I love the kid. He just, I, I, I don't love Tibbs. Uh, at least we know that Randall's going to play, and that's about all I got. And R.J. Barrett showed out the other day, too. We'll get to him next. Uh, anybody else you want to talk about at the shooting guard position? Uh, is, it a, uh, is it a Sacramento slate if we don't talk about Buddy Hill? <laughs> if a tree falls in a forest, can you just break the tree? 
I just I don't want to talk about Buddy Heald anymore. Keep in mind, he put up 46.5 fantasy points against the same Charlotte team last time we played them. Great. Awesome. Yeah, go ahead and play Buddy Heald. Have fun. I will... <laughs> I have nothing to add. I don't really know what to say. Guys, uh, check out our promotion that we have going on right now. If you're a new user at Awesomeo.com, if you've never gotten a chance to check out our tools, 50% off of a week of Awesomeo Plus Platinum right now. All you got to do is use promo code SHAMROCK just to celebrate a little St. Patrick's Day here or a couple days away. Uh, make sure that you hit that up right now. Uh, again, we just got done with the Players' Championship. or Sorry, yeah, the Players' Championship this weekend. Uh, awesome finish for that. Good job, Justin Thomas. He was one of my three bets that I made this week. Yay. Uh, so we got PGA full full blast. I'm actually going to be doing my first PGA show tomorrow. So come check that out on the YouTube channel uh, while, I'm, while we're plugging this a little bit. Uh, get to talk about my actual sport. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, but otherwise, uh, NBA, we have the best coverage that is available in the industry, bar none. Uh, check out all of our tools, the Boom Bust tool, all of the projections. NHL, which has been very, very kind to me of late, too. Uh, we've, we'll have football coming down the pipeline later, a long, long time from now. But uh, maybe this XFL CFL merger. We'll see. We'll see where everything trends with that too. But you'll get all of that uh, if it's included uh, for this next week. Uh, just just check it out. So fifty percent off for new users using promo code Shamrock. Uh, top end of small forward uh, DraftKings. LeBron James ten three sitting there. He's going to be a popular option against Golden State. Uh, there's really no reason that he wouldn't be. I know he was a little disappointing against Indiana the other night in that close win. Some of the other Lakers pieces actually showed out. Like Kyle Kuzma played some basketball in that game. I'm out here on the West Coast and always end up catching a lot of Clippers and Lakers games. And that one was uh, that one was kind of interesting because LeBron James didn't like assert himself the way I would normally think. But we talked about him a little bit at the point guard position. Definitely somebody to go to. Kawhi Leonard, 8,900. Clippers will be on a back-to-back. I'm curious if everybody's going to play. God forbid, another Clippers situation. I thought you were going to be better, um, you know, for... for uh, with Doc Rivers out of town, but it's kind of the same stuff over and over again. Uh, sweating out the Clippers. We'll hopefully have all of that news well ahead of the 6 p.m. lock time here on the West Coast, 9 o'clock on the East Coast. And then Chris Middleton, 8,100, gets that great Washington matchup that he was okay against, just put up south of 40, uh, got to 39.75 on DK the other night. Eight assists was interesting. I don't see that repeating, but I also expect him to shoot better than one for four from three. Talk to me about the top in a small forward. Yeah, the top end is a small forward, especially on FanDuel, where you have to roster two. You're going to be interested in some of the studs. we got LeBron and Kawhi and now. Is there enough value to go to both of them on FanDuel? We talked about Karis LeVert. Uh, I think that it's going to be unique to jam in both of them. Keep in mind, asterisk with Kawhi, it's a clipper back-to-back. Uh, so is it Kawhi who's going to be dizzy to, to this time? My guess is as good as yours. So uh, Chris Middleton, 7,400, and Gordon Hayward at 7,400. Both matchups are very tasty. And sign me up for both of them. I like them both to uh, outperform that salary uh, by quite a bit. I, I like those savings to those guys as well. Now, spending down, we got some value in Sadiq Bay and RJ Barrett, who was great. Probably his best game as a pro until uh, date. I think it put up 32 points, shot efficiently. And, man, it was nice to see RJ Barrett, obviously, the top pick, who I thought could be a solid NBA player. And now I think is slowly getting in his groove. If Tibbs trusts him with the minutes, I hope – R.J. Barrett can just show that he's a quality NBA player. Raquel Bridges, uh, 5K, uh, someone who's a very good guy who fills up the stat sheet in different ways, can rack up steals in a hurry. Just hasn't done that of late. So against Memphis, I, I'd like going to Mikel Bridges. Uh, Kelvin Johnson and uh, also needs to be considered against Detroit. 
his minutes came up to 24 today. He's not picking up any peripheral stats. I do think we'll see flashes of Keldon Johnson. What we saw the first couple of weeks, he was great. And I think that price tag is kind of low. And I think there's uh, room for his minutes to go up as well. Equality young player, in my opinion. Uh, over there in DraftKings on the small forward spot, obviously we got LeBron and Kawhi. Uh, DeMar DeRozan has small forward eligibility. I like going to him if his ownership is going to be low, even though his price tabs up at 8,500. Jer- uh, Jeremy Grant, 7,500, who's disappointing against Brooklyn. You would expect him to perform a little bit better, but the shot volume is there. I like targeting guys when they're taking that many shots as Jeremy Grant is. Other guys, uh, Gordon Hayward, also another quality option over there. Kelly Oubre versus the Lakers. Uh, there was a game against the Lakers two times ago. He was sensational. Put up 37 fantasy points, and obviously they got blown out last time. So Oubre Jr. is someone who's going to be coming with uh, very low ownership if you want to take some chances there. And other than that, I think Kyle Kuzma might have significant ownership. Now he's coming out two back-to-back games north of uh, 45 fantasy points. He was great for a showdown lineup I had on uh, Friday night against Indiana. Uh, I'll be interested in just kind of hopping off, uh, hoping the field overreacts to everything that's happening. Do I expect them shop volume to stay there and the rebound rate to be there? Not necessarily. Maybe it's for real. Uh, but 6K kind of seems expensive. I'd be willing to take some chances with uh, guys, guys priced around him if his ownership is high. I've watched a lot of Lakers basketball. The last two games are by, like by far the best Kyle Kuzma's looked with LeBron James and Anthony Davis in town. Uh, he looked all right a little bit uh, before they got there when he was actually able to get some of the usage. But like he finally looks comfortable playing alongside LeBron. I don't know. Maybe that was just kind of a transition thing. Generally, LeBron is a guy who elevates his teammates. But for some reason, because of the two-man game that he's able to play with AD, uh, maybe kind of got secondary, hit the one shot in the bubble, thought he was going to bust through and just never even got north of 20 minutes like for a lot of that uh, finals run. The one guy, did you bring up Rui Hachimura? Did we talk about Rui Hachimura whatsoever? Because I'm pretty sure he's going to be the guy who comes in with significant ownership. Uh, Played 38 minutes, 5,900. Obviously, you had Beal out, so that's a different deal. But, like, they've been talking about Rui being, you know, needing to pick it up. Well, he picked it up for 52.25 DraftKings points, breaking the slate two games ago. Still at 59. I mean, 5,900 on DK isn't necessarily something that I'm super excited about. But at 4,900 on FanDuel, I expect him to be one of, if not the highest owned player at the position. Uh, what do you think about him? And then we'll move on. Oh, if Beal's back, uh, Scott Brooks lit a fire under him saying uh, it was the game after the Sixers game saying Hachimura had zero rebounds. He needs to turn it up. He turned it up. I just think the, uh, the usage is not going to be in there to really outperform that price tag with Beal back in the picture. But if he's coming in low, it's not going to take much to be with the field. He's fine. Maybe he that fire really lit something under him with what Brooks said. Hatimura has somewhat ta- – he's talented for sure. I'd like him to be just more consistent. He's still a young player. It's hard, tough to be extremely critical with a guy of his age, but very talented player for sure. Denny Avdia also down there, uh, 3,700 on FanDuel, somebody who I expect to be popular. Doug McDermott, 4K, uh, just put up 30-plus. Finally starting to see minutes, you know, played 26, 29, 29 the last three. So a lot of places you can punt at small forward as well. Um, anything else you want to talk about there? No, I think it's a good time to hop on over the power forward spot. Let's do it. We'll go back to DraftKings. Giannis and Tedekumpo, 11,100 against Washington. Man, there's not much to say. I mean, he played 36 minutes, put up 70-plus. He's going to do that just about 
every single time that he plays in competitive games and Washington, you know, was not only competitive, but like they, they really pushed them there towards the end uh, where they got off to a hot start in the first half. And if that game can stay in check, you know, Giannis is, Giannis is a guy you want to be paying up for. I, I'm not breaking any, I'm not giving you some tidbit there. Like we talk about him all the time. He's incredible. Uh, Julius Randle, 9,800, almost to 10 K coming off a 67.5 against OKC. My God. I mean, Julius Randle doing everything for this basketball team now gets like the best possible matchup you can uh, against, uh, I'm assuming still, uh, Blake Griffinless new uh, Brooklyn Nets team. So that should be pretty darn exciting for Julius Randle. 9,800, it's weird. I have interest there. And then Damana Sabonis, 9,600 up against Denver. Also came off of just a ridiculous game against Phoenix. Played 43 minutes in that win. 65.75 DraftKings points. We have some options up here. How do you rank those three up at the top end on DraftKings? Yeah, they're the options at Power Forward loaded. Just like no slates. Man, I, uh, I really like going to... Uh, Julius Randle versus Brooklyn. I think Brooklyn, uh, the matchup definitely lines up for him. He played uh, Brooklyn in January, put up 50 fantasy points. I would like him to get uh, at that price tag on a slate of this size. 50 50 will be fine. Don't get me wrong. 50 will be fine. But you really want him to get to like that 55 range. Put up a monster game the last time. 67 and a half fantasy points. An exceptional performance. I, I want to say it's the third highest in his career. So, would you vote very... him most improved player this year? I would. I feel like I would. I don't have a vote. God forbid. Uh, most improved player. Interesting. I'd have to think on that. Um, we'll come back to it. Can you keep on going? I'll, you can think about that a little bit. It's either him or Colin Sexton or Jeremy Grant, in my opinion. Well, between those three, I'm voting Julius Randall. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure. I mean, I know that he was already good, so it's hard for an already good guy to win most improved in certain ways, but like he wasn't this good. I mean, this is like a gigantic leap. I'm curious. I'll, I'll yeah. look at the sports odds while while you're talking here. Yeah, I definitely yeah, I think Sexton deserves a lot. Someone who I thought was pretty terrible, but he's been really improved. Jeremy Grant, obviously new role, new usage was pretty impressive to see what he's done. Uh, going back to the power forward position, Jeremy Grant is a power forward eligible player on tomorrow's slate. Someone uh, you can definitely consider as because he's just going to get that shop volume. And I feel kind of confident if you're in a cash game, it, it could definitely work out versus San Antonio, who is on a back to back. Porzingis, 8,300 versus his Clippers team. Uh, in the bubble, uh, there in the playoffs, there was a game where he did, I want to say, uh, ball out. Uh, he put up 57 fantasy points. It was the last game he played before he got hurt. Um, and uh, he was very, very impressive in that Clippers matchup at times. So Porzingis 8,300. Maybe the Clippers team is kind of undermanned on a back-to-back. So it's something you can definitely consider. Other power forward options. Uh, you can look at Draymond Green if you think uh, the guy can fill up the statue in different ways. 6,500. I don't expect his ownership to be anything significant. He's coming off um, a 56 and a half uh, DraftKings point performance. I want to say he put up, did he put up a double, a triple double? He did put up a triple double today. So, uh, you know, it's Draymond Green. He can be on triple double watch. And there he's being more active, bringing up the ball more. And he seems to have a little pep in his step. So, Draymond Green seems like a uh, under-owned option with a upside. Obviously, we saw what he did tonight, put up 50 fantasy points. And uh, other guys in those spending down options, if there is no, uh, if there's some rest happening in the Clippers game, uh, Marcus Morris deserves a consideration. Uh, 
as a value option. Uh, I expect him to get some more usage if one of Paul George or Kawhi is out. Jeremy Grant is like a massive favorite for most improved. He's at minus 200. Julius Randle's next plus 250. So those are the only two options. Then Jalen Brown, this is coming off the DK Sportsbook, plus 1600. Other things that you can find, you can go to Odd Shopper and check out uh, all of the updated odds for things. Uh, Usually it's most uh, valuable player that they're going to be updating constantly, but all of the best player props, all of the things that you're looking for in your life uh, are over on Odd Shopper. And now you can sort it based on win percentage and ROI for player props, which is one of the greatest additions, period, uh, to the Odd Shopper platform. Uh, it's Alex Baker's projections getting plugged in there. Go check that out when you get a chance. It is phenomenal. Uh, other power forwards to really look at, I mean, there's, you, I think you kind of hit all the bullet points, all the top spots. Um, maybe a little bit like Isaiah Stewart was somebody that went completely off, kind of getting a little extra run the other day. He's 4,100 over on FanDuel, but only playing like 22 and 19 minutes. I don't think, I think that's a little flash in the pan, but again, San Antonio, which I, I'm not really scared of anybody in that front court, uh, maybe take a shot or two if you're looking to punt. Uh, anybody else you want to chat with or should we round this thing out? Well, let's uh, wrap it up. Let's do it. Top into center. Over on FanDuel, uh, I'll stick there because that's where you play only one of those. Uh, Nikola Jokic, 11000 up against Indiana. I feel like that's a little cheaper than what he was the other day. I'm, I'm pretty sure that price came down a couple hundred. He was like up 11.7 or something, I believe. So uh, yeah, you're getting a... You're getting a discounted Nikola Jokic at 11,000 against Indiana. Uh, Jonas Valanciunas, 7,400 against Phoenix. Uh, There's a huge difference between the center position. That's really going to kind of be the question is whether you go up for Jokic or you're kind of punting it by default with the rest of the guys. But against Phoenix, you could definitely get some Jonas. And then uh, Rashawn Holmes, 6,700 up against Charlotte. That Charlotte front court, uh, Cody Zeller's been playing more minutes here of late again. But Rashawn Holmes has like had some pretty decent run of games, 35 and 34 minutes the last two. Uh, he's had four straight over 30, three straight over 35 on FanDuel. So another possible option there. Talk to me about center and let's get this thing over. Yeah, it's like Jokic and everyone else. Uh, Jokic obviously has a huge upside, 11000 His price dropped $700 from last time he was on the slate. Uh, Jokic obviously has the ability to be the highest scoring player on the slate. We've seen that time and time again. Others play on options. I really like Montrose Harold's price, like 5,900. Played 30 minutes last time, uh, I think, against this Golden State team. We saw Rudy Gobert put up, a, I want to say, a monster, monster performance. I forget what he ended up with, but he was north of well over 50 fantasy points, I want to say, tonight. Uh, Rashawn Holmes versus Charlotte, 6,700. Uh, I like that he's playing mid-30s minutes. They're letting him ride. And against Charlotte, uh, I'm not too concerned about Cody Zeller on the other side of things. Miles Turner, I expect him to play quite a bit more minutes. He played 30 minutes, but a 43 fantasy points last time. He played well against Jokic uh, the last time he uh, went up against them. That was on March 4th. He put up 45 fantasy points. So uh, I like a lot of things are checking off for Turner, uh, potentially low-owned as well, and I think we can definitely go to him. Brooke Lopez is just mentioning it just because it's Washington. Uh, I know he's not showing uh, any signs of life. There's two games in there where he put up north of 30. But he has that upside to bang out some threes and really get you there. And um, for other guys that are showing up, Alex Len did start last time and he played uh, 33 minutes. Uh, So against this Milwaukee team, do you see Len going there and playing 33 minutes again? If so, uh, he's definitely going to be in play at that price tag at 3,600. DraftKings, we we got Jokic and Giannis at center spot. And uh, 
Len all the way down at what is Len's price? Thirty six hundred on FanDuel. He's thirty seven hundred on DraftKings. I yeah, I could see uh, getting to a little bit of both, but there's there's two ways of looking at it. I don't know if he gets thirty three minutes of run again, but he's a better fantasy point per minute guy than what he put up to just go for twenty two in thirty three minutes. Like he's generally like with Toronto uh, when he got run, or obviously back with the Kings uh, is kind of what stands out to me. Um, he, he was getting closer. I mean, most centers that, that get plug and play, you could assume they're going to have double, double upside or can kind of get there. Uh, he's never been a high usage guy, but for sure had like near fantasy point per minute rates, uh, cause he could just board the ball. He's a center that's in there. Um, I could probably get to a little bit of both of him, but like the difference, like it would feel very strange having a lot, like one lineup on FanDuel. I mean, I'm going to play more than that, but having one lineup and choosing to play Len instead of Nikola Jokic, like that would be very weird for me. I'm, I probably would just eat a lot of Jokic chalk. I think that's probably what I'm going to do in a majority of my builds, but yeah, Alex Len, 3,600 different roster construction. What would be really interesting to me is if Robin Lopez were to possibly see more run, who's a hundred dollars more. Uh, we'll see what that starting lineup ends up being. They did lose the game. They did not have Beal. Uh, so they could probably mix it up again. Uh, and, and maybe put Robin Lopez up there. Whoever starts for that center position for Washington, they will be in play though. Would you just kind of agree with that? Um, I'll, it's kind of weird to say I only have interest if Len starts agree yeah I 100% agree yeah only whoever starts between any of the Washington people no I'm saying I'll only have interest if Len starts got it you won't have interest in Robin Lopez or anybody else no no Uh, it's kind of a weird situation just because of what just happened in the previous matchup okay Uh, so that's the reason why I would I would go there um Another guy who's been picking up extra minutes, this guy who's kind of been injured, dealt with health and safety protocols, I believe, is Dario Sarge, priced down at 4,200. He played mid, uh, he played 26 minutes last time. They did lose the game, but 26 minutes of Dario Sarge, it was pretty effective from the field. I think as a power forward center value option, I'm okay with that. I'll have to see why he got those minutes. Maybe DeAndre Ayton was in foul trouble. I know DeAndre Ayton has not been playing mid-30s minutes of late, but... Uh, against this, uh, I want to say the Memphis matchup, maybe we see more Dario Sarge to match up with the Memphis bigs potentially uh, and less of Frank Kaminsky. Uh, I like Sarge much better than going to Kaminsky. But uh, other guys who are standing out at their price tags over there in DraftKings, Montrose Harrell deserves consideration 6,200 as well. And uh, that's really it. Uh, the center position, obviously there's Nikola Jokic at 10-7, but it's uh, kind of Kind of dry outside of Jokic. You're going to have to take some risks somewhere. And I think Harold stands out to me as some other guy. Mason Plumlee, someone who has triple-double upside in him as well. Go Michigan. Mo Wagner, 3K flat on DK. Uh, even, like, I, I, I'm going to have some of that, I'm pretty sure. That's the one other guy to bring up uh, out of that Washington trio of guys. Only played 15 minutes, still got to 17.5, but he played 22 minutes against Memphis. If you could give me 20-plus minutes of a guy at 3K, I'm going to probably have interest in them most slates. So we'll see what the other value ends up being, but that's my my one addition to the entire pool. Otherwise, it's really gross down at the bottom end. Maybe go up for Jokic. I think that's I'm, – I'm expecting some increased Jokic ownership just simply because of the way that position is. Obviously, you can play some power forwards at that position on DraftKings, but on FanDuel specifically, yeah, it gets a little bit hairy down at the bottom end, and obviously Mo Wagner isn't available there. Uh, you Anything else you want to add for this slate in general or anything else for the people? Yeah, do you uh, – have you – 
taking a look at the bracket, do you have an early final four prediction? I have kind of a pet peeve about this time of year because people who who have never talked about basketball in their life, but might you might actually know about sports or something, they just all turn into bracketologists and they all think that they know everything about college basketball. And they're like, I can't believe you'd pick this or that. Or, oh, I can't believe that this you didn't see this upset coming. And it just bugs the crap out of me. That being said, I'm absolutely going to become one of them. Starting tonight, uh, I'll start digging it a little bit. All I know is I saw your Michigan boys had a tough, tough draw. Yeah, and the th- tough thing about Michigan is they lost Isaiah Livers, one of their prolific wing players. So uh, they were looked like one of the obviously favorite teams to get to the Final Four. I'm concerned now with no Livers. Uh, the Michigan team is going to need to ride Hunter Dickinson really to the Final Four. The odds do have them as one of the teams to make it, but I'm not too sure. I don't feel too confident. I like Illinois looks really strong. That's my right pick. Now. That's my pick. Yeah. I um, I had my ticket for them for the Big Ten tournament. That was nice to nice to hit that one. I had a sweat out OT, which wasn't fun right before I went on a show. But uh, is that is that your national title picker? Yeah, I mean, I it, it, there is a chance we see an all Big Ten Final Four with Iowa, Michigan, and uh, Ohio State and Illinois. Yeah, there is a good ch- there's a chance that could happen, which would be pretty amazing. The Big Ten has been amazing all year long in terms of college basketball there's going to be upsets as there always are but i just hope michigan finds a way to get there and maybe livers gets back later in the tournament rounds but you know, with no livers it's tough to see michigan make the final four do you have a dark horse do you have one one team that nobody's talking about that you think could garner a little bit of a run somebody that isn't getting talked about someone who's not who's someone not, not getting talked about you're always going to target, like, uh, if Tony Bennett's going to be around, I had stuff to bet against Tony Bennett and UVA. I think uh, UVA is a pretty uh, solid dark horse. They can get real off some wins. I think, like, Tony Bennett's built for the Final Four after they got upset in the uh, UMBC. What was that, 2017, 16, um, 15-1. Ever since then, Bennett's been a stud in the tournament. Love it. Guys, I'll give you I'll give you some of mine a little bit later here. Go North Carolina. I'm going to say that too. Uh, I'm a Duke fan, and I, I still think North Carolina is getting a little undervalued for this tournament. But anywho, that's just me. Guys, we'll catch you guys later for, for Tuesday's Slate Starter. Best of luck tomorrow. Go get it done. Bye.